the eighth wonder of the world, the rulers back, Alexander Vivid Nectar podcast episode 268. I want to say 268. We're getting close to the 300 mark. We're, we're getting real close to the 300 mark. We're what, 32 episodes away? But before I even focus on that, let's get started right here. Over the past weekend, we've had the Super Bowl, one of the biggest events in America. We had the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Chiefs won, of course, if you, if you thought otherwise. I wouldn't blame you because I'm going to keep it a bug. I'm not too in tune with football, all right? <laughs> when it comes to football, listen, I hear bits and pieces. That way I can have very, very broad conversations whenever I meet people, whenever I talk to people. Like if it's a football head trying to talk to me about anything, but like, yeah, yeah, Tom Brady's a GOAT. And usually that could carry me good enough. If they're like super into their own team, they start discussing like offensive lines, offensive lines, certain players, you know, and that's whenever I'll just sort of be like, you know, I'll nod my head a bit and be like, yeah, you know, and, and the way the game's just paced nowadays and just start, start throwing it into sort of like those arbitrary, broad conversations. Like, oh, yes, it, it's pace. It, it's more geared towards the quarterback. It, it's pace pretty quick in comparison to the past. Like, I'll be able to sort of tread lightly around these football conversations. So when it came time to the Super Bowl, whenever we're going through the playoffs, I, I don't be paying too much attention. I'd be like, all right, cool, cool. Who won, who lost? All right, I'm, I'm good. But now, Super Bowl, Chiefs, Eagles, I was just like, listen, listen. All I care about is neither team winning, as a matter of fact. I'm here for the halftime performance. Rihanna, a couple weeks prior, was announced to be the halftime performer. It's been since, so about what, seven, eight years since the last album she released, Anti. In 2016, we've been anticipating music. We've been hearing rumors, her and Rap Rocky. We, you know, there's a lot of rumors going on as far as collaborations from them, as far as albums from both of them, both of them recently having their newborn child. And then, and you know, just throughout the years, anything in regards to Fenty, in regards to anything else, we, there's a lot of hype around Rihanna when it comes to her presence. Most recently, we had a single with the Black Panther movie that got everybody in their feels. Beautiful song. But here we are, Super Bowl, halftime. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of momentum. And Rihanna, Riri, for the halftime show, I'm all for it. A couple things to note. I've never found Rihanna to be like a mind-blowing performer along the likes of Michael Jackson, Prince, or even Beyonce. So the hype that I have for Rihanna was more so that I'm just excited to see her perform her music. And I w- my expectations were set on singing. As long as she's actually singing, there isn't that much backup, backtrack vocals that are carrying it. It's going to be good enough for me. Here we are, Super Bowl halftime. And, you know, there's something a little different about Rihanna. I, I couldn't, put, couldn't put my mark right away. I was just like, you know what? Is it the hair? No. Is it, is it her face? No. Oh, I get it, I get it. It's the outfit. Luscious red. It was intense. Caught the attention. Oh, wait, no, she's pregnant. Rihanna, pregnant, performing at the Super Bowl. And let's start it like this, all right? Let's start it like this. We appreciate that. We commend that. To be pregnant and then having to perform at that grand of a stage, by all means, I couldn't even fathom doing it. But we got to keep it real. We gotta keep, I got to keep it real with you guys. Her overall show, her overall show, not just her singing performance, not just her dancing, everything put together was a bit lackluster. Super Bowl, whoever manages these things, if Rihanna is pregnant and you're well aware of that, you need to make up for her lack of mobility and singing with stage designs, with presence. 
listen, all them dancers and the white dancing, I, I wasn't buying it. The choreography to me, coming from someone that has no kind of dance background. So, you know, basically I'm a professional. I didn't find the dancing to be that eye-catching. I didn't find it to be very enthusiastic. Is that even a word? We making it a word on this podcast. We're making it a word. It didn't, got, it didn't have a lot of energy. It didn't have a lot of energy. And having all of that contrast with a single red person being Rihanna, who was as mobile as she could be, was able to sing pretty nicely at times. Of course, we had the backtrack vocals. She gave her a hell of a performance by herself. Left a lot to be desired. I think a, a, an easy way we could have fixed all this, if it was, we had the a, a stage, that 3D CGI stage that you're able to put visuals on the floor and make it seem like it's popping out or just having any kind of crazy visual effect, we, that could have been her floor. Um, they, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Drake's 2018 tour with Amigos, but he used one of those. And I felt that right there would have catapulted this entire performance three times. But the fact that we just had uh, this, the, the very minimalistic, I want to say minimalistic set they use, it wasn't as grand as I expected it to be with the limitations already in place for Rihanna. I felt a little bit, I felt a little bit finessed. I'm going to keep it real. I'm like, damn, we, we about to be expecting something. Mind blowing. Now I'm not saying Rihanna's going to surpass Michael Jackson, Prince, Beyonce, or Abel. And uh, granted, like I said, I've never seen Rihanna as like this performer that's out of this world. But by all means, at least the stuff surrounding her are going to drive us away, seeing her creativity, whether it's through the music, music videos, the way she carries herself, even artistically. I don't know how much she impacts Fenty, but we got all kinds of things that goes on with who Rihanna is that I would expect that to translate onto one of the biggest stages of America in a way that's going to be like, all right, we're going to see some good. We're going to see a, not just a good, a grand show. And it failed to deliver in that department. I was impressed by the fact she was able to sing as much as she did while pregnant, while moving around, while dancing. I, I really, like, I loved it. Y'all know me, like, anytime a rapper doesn't, rapper artists, they don't sing, they don't rap their own music, and they sort of mouth sync it, mouth, uh, yeah, lip sync it, it's disappointing, it's terrible. I have a big gripe with that. That's why I'm scared of seeing Drake live. Because he's an artist that relies heavily on the mixing and mastering of his voice. And when it comes to his raw voice, he's not able to get the same tones and pitch in his real music. It leaves a lot of it to be done by the, by the backtrack. Someone like Kendrick Lamar, he going word for word. Word for word. Someone like Tyler, the creator, same thing until his asthma starts catching up. And before we go too far into these tangents, my overall thoughts on the Super Bowl halftime performance I was appreciative of the performance. Rihanna was able to deliver with the limitations in place, but everything surrounding Rihanna from the dancers to the set could have been 10 times better. I'm expecting big things from the Super Bowl at the halftime. This is the biggest event in America. Arguably in the world. I, I know you soccer fans, or well, my fault, football fans, <laughs> y'all be having the entire country behind your back. Like I'm talking about for even regular games, not even the biggest of the scene. Even for regular, you'd be having a whole country behind you. Hey, but for us, we're going we're gonna to make do with this, all right? We're going to make do with this. So with that, how did you guys feel about Rihanna's Super Bowl performance? Are you even that big on the Super Bowl scene? Are you even that interested in Rihanna? I would keep it real. Were you guys even, were you guys more impressed by Rihanna? Did this make you want to listen to her music? Let me know. 
Let me know. With that, I've told you guys in, uh, I believe, last episode that I'm going to be consistently rolling, ro- rolling out album reviews. And it's happening. All right. Um, this album, I didn't expect to review it. I've seen a lot of negative things around it, around an artist who there's been a couple of tracks that I've dibble, dibble dabbled, enjoyed here and there. Summers, the artist. Album stuck in my ways. I decided to listen to it, see what's up with it. I saw I was gaining some traction, unfortunately, for the negative. I'm like, I, I want my ears to be the judge. I don't want to come in here and say, all right, let me listen to it and see. And, you know, not listen to it and base my opinion on what everybody else says. Because that ain't the best thing. So let me tell you, when I say Summers stuck in my ways, his sophomore album, the follow-up to June 2022's Fallen Raven is one of the worst audio experiences I've had in the entire year so far. So in the past month and a half of 2023, this was an album that I could not listen to from start to finish. When it came time for me to cycle through, listen to the first half, it was torture. It was painful. And I feel a lot of the big issues this album has could have easily been fixed if someone just kept it real with Summers in that studio. Like, you know what? Hey, it really can't sing good at all. Hey, you know, this instrumental, overly produced and the mixing, it's just blinding the vocals. So going into the start of this album, relying on Roxy's start striking and no days off. These are three tracks that honestly, I could say if we just strip back a lot of what's going on on the production, brought his vocals into the forefront, it would have been a mediocre experience to get through. And I'm actually more disappointed with the fact that these songs could have been better. As bad as they were, it could be fixed as simple as, ha- as having Summers taking his time a little bit more on his delivery. Taking, you know, take away some of the crooning when it comes to the singing. Remove some of the obscure instrumentals going on in the background, putting his vocals in the forefront, and we would have had a, a, a bit of a more... We would have had some vocals that would have stuck out in a good way, that would have had a slight amount of rhythm, and we would have let some of the crazy production sort of carry it through in his own stylistic way. But unfortunately, that doesn't pan out. We get a mess. We get a mess on the mixing, a mess on the mastering, a mess on the instrumentals. And as far as Summer's actual vocal delivery within these first three tracks, it was painful. It was painful. And it was one of those things that it's so bad that my brain instantly started to, started to uh, find ways to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe artistically it was made to be this way. No, it wasn't. It wasn't artistically made to be this way. Well, I, I take that back. Technically it was, but God, God. And listen, this is an album. I'm not even going to pretend like I listened to every single song and remembered I didn't. I didn't want to. I'm doing this because this was an album that, for the most part, I have, I'm able to have a good, constructive view on, to a certain degree. Now, some tracks that I actually am have some sort of guilty pleasure for is Addy Geek and Drug Trafficking, a little bit more amped up, and to the point where the production doesn't completely distract away from Summer's rapping. But even when it does come to Summer's Melodic performance, it, it, it could do a little bit better. I would have enjoyed some, maybe some kind of ad-libs that would have made it a little bit better as far as his verses. For example, on Addy Geek, 
geeking off a fucking Addy, rocking off white with Bally, got a glass pint from Cali. Now, this track, again, it's a guilty pleasure because it's also pretty bad. But the fact that he's able to sort of keep a very, very simplistic rhyme scheme. The fact that he's able to do the bare minimum is enough to distract me from everything else that's wrong with the song. And that does good enough to me to be a guilty pleasure. Not only that, but the album is going to be coming in in 25 songs. The album length itself is about an hour. So a lot of these experiences are going to give you with that one, two hit. By that, I mean like one minute, two minutes, done deal. Don't expect like a five, six minute track or anything with substance throughout here. I believe just even even the second half. Yeah, usually, you know, one thing that I do when I listen to albums to sort of organize myself is like, all right, the first half in comparison to the second half, um, any three track runs on here. There's no three track runs in this album that I could confidently say is a solid three track run. As far as anything from the first half to the second half, there's no nothing that's going to stand out or sound better. And unfortunately, Summers decided to draw 25 tracks that should have never left the USB drive, should have gone to somebody else for the mixing, somebody else for the mastering. And even before he even reached that point, I, there should have been some homies in there in the studio that should have been like, hey, yo, <laughs> I'm going to be real with you, man. This isn't good. It's not a great album. And when it comes to these albums, I'm not expecting something that is going to shift the entire genre, uh, an album that's going to be so pivotal that's going to leave an unprofound mark on your ears. But at least something that I could maybe speak highly of. And unfortunately, we don't get none of that. Anybody that's interested in Summer Stuck in My Ways, don't even waste your time. Don't even bother with it. Um, I was tapped out at, I want to say, maybe after 15 songs. I can't even say I remember listening to all the tracks. But at that point, if you love this music, um, shouts out to you if, you if you enjoy it. I mean, ultimately, shouts out to you. For me, this track is a solid Hell, hell no. I don't want to go back to it. The only reason I even decided to come back is so I could sort of get a little bit more in detail. But aside from that, don't waste your time. This is absolutely terrible. I'm going to give Stuck in My Ways by Summers a solid zero. And for any of you guys that bother with this album or have heard of Summers, I don't recommend this project at all, please. I don't recommend this. I don't listen to enough of his past discography to confidently tell you which album you should. But rather, if you're getting into the summers, one thing I could confidently say is don't even bother with Stuck in My Waist. Don't even bother. Please don't do it. Don't do it for the love of God. And that's one album down. The next one is going to be Lil Yachty. From there, it's going to be Lil Yachty, Babytron. Babytron's album, it's, it's taking me a bit for Babytron just because I believe there's like, what, Ben Reaper 3, New Testament. There's like 27 tracks and it's just like, that. that's an album that I want to at least, you know, give a, give a good amount of context to at least eight tracks. Like there's a, there's a, there's a couple three track runs that stand out for me and I want to be able to confidently be like, yo, listen, these songs right here, these you know, I'm going to highlight them. I don't want to speak on it now. And then, of course, give you like a broad, not a broad, but then give you an overview of the album. But there's a lot of songs that I could honestly just not do a whole breakdown, but I could focus on like the one with um, Beetleborgs, Corday and Babytron. I recently spoke about Corday, of course, making an example of uh, Beetleborgs and Babytron and how I enjoyed their whole dynamic, the chemistry. And that's a song I continuously listen to. And I'm just like, wow, this, I could honestly dedicate like a whole 
not a whole podcast episode, but I could dedicate a segment just to that track. And for this to be my introduction to Babytron, it's it's mind-boggling me uh, to me for good for good reasons. For those of you that have been listening to Babytron, uh, from my understanding, he's been able to get this far already within like a three-year span. So for those of you guys that were early on, shouts out to y'all for it's sort of being glued into this and just seeing how great he's been just improving. And I want to say every single aspect. Now, going on from there, whenever I'm not enjoying my favorite artists, now, what, what, what I mean by that? Whenever we're talking about the artistry, whenever we're talking about, you know, just music in general, whenever we talk about music and chopping it up, for the most part, we're speaking about the artists. We don't speak too much on anything like hmm, their personal life, you know, because more often than not, a good amount of celebrities and even artists, I wouldn't want to meet because I know they're not going to be the greatest person. Their values, their morals, and they're not going to be at the same spot that I would like, you know, someone that I'm going to have talk with or be around to have. I, I'm, I'm going to make sure I don't have my expectations high for them. Just because most of, not most of the time. Granted, I haven't met too many famous people. Too many. But more often than not, some of them could be a piece of shit that just so happens to make amazing music. That's just the reality. There's some people out there, we love their craft, but then in real life, hey, they sort of suck ass. And most recently, we've had Playboy Cardi arrested on felony assault charges after allegedly choking his pregnant girlfriend. As much as we love Cardi's music, as much as we love his mixtapes, to the albums, to the infamous Die Lit, to the career-elevating whole lot of red. As much as we love the artists, Playboy Cardi, right now what he's going through with this, he's a pretty shitty person. And at times, whenever I love appreciating the music, sometimes we got to focus on the actual person themselves and be like, hey, you know what? You suck ass for doing this. Now, for those of you guys that aren't aware of the situation, Playboy Cardi was arrested in Georgia for allegedly choking his pregnant girlfriend following an argument over a paternity test. And another thing for me, when it comes to music, I'm very big on fatherhood. I'm a father myself. I'm very big on lyrics that tie in with like the the fan, when, it, when it comes into family, when it comes into being that father role for your sons and daughters, whenever an artist or a rapper is able to execute these lyrics, well, I resonate a lot with it. So whenever we have rappers that are just bum-ass fathers, which happens to be a good amount of them, and I also happen to love their music, I just got to call it out for what it is at times to be like, hey, as much as some people might even admire this, you're a piece of shit for it. Allegedly, if this is true, I got to throw the allegedly, the allegedly out there for the sake of, I mean, God forbid, this is somehow all wrong, right? You're, you're pretty trash for that. So anyhow, according to the arrest, the woman told the police, the rapper grabbed her by the throat and pushed her, holding her neck until she could barely breathe. She even told the cops she thought she was going to die. Police say the woman told officers she's been in a relationship with Playboy Cardi for two years, has lived with him since July 2012, and was 14 weeks pregnant at the time of the alleged incident on December 20th. The woman told cops she wanted to talk to Playboy Cardi about the baby in a conversation about a paternity test led to an argument, which she claims escalated to a physical attack. She told police a witness jumped in to try and break up the fight. And when she was able to escape Cardi's grasp, she ran to her car where she claims he attacked her again. 
The alleged victim told cops Cardi tried pulling her out of the car and put his hand over her mouth as she tried to use the vehicle's SOS feature to call the police. When the cops arrived, police said the woman had visible injuries to her neck, chest, and back. Playboy Cardi, real name Jordan Carter, was arrested for felony aggravated assault. And of course, with the head's attorney, Brian Steele, Mr. Carter was falsely accused, so on and so forth. Again, now for the sake of podcasting, for the sake of now me being more in this podcasting entertainment space, I got to choose my words wisely whenever, you know, saying allegedly, I'm for the off chance that somehow something is completely wrong. I, you know, get sued or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I got to maneuver myself around here. I got to maneuver different. All right. I got to maneuver a little bit different because, you know, if I'm talking to someone in person, be like, yo, you know, based for me, I don't need to say allegedly. I don't need to say allegedly. But for the sake of this, number one, I just, uh, what's worse than a man that isn't a great father? And again, I don't know Cardi's relationship with his own son is a man that puts his hands on a female. Ain't nothing worse than that. And I'm not trying to speak about, oh, what about if a female puts her hand on the bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucked up too. Yeah, the, the, the female's a piece of shit. But whenever a man is putting his hands on a female because he's not able to control his emotions, they suck ass. <laughs> ain't no secret. They suck ass. It's, and it's unfortunate to see Playboy Cardi doing something like this. Not because I hold him to high regards, but it's just one of the situations like, damn, I really love your music. So whenever I find out, like, you know, you, you, you're a bit of a douchebag, you fucking suck. It's like, ah, it's just, it's just a sigh of disappointment. It's just like, ah, man, it just had to be you. And then from there, it's just like, wow, it's just uh, very unfortunate. Not even going to sit here and say, well, this is great character development. Fuck no. And I want to go on a side tangent. There's people out there that whenever an artist or a rapper does something fucked up, they're like, wow, this could, this could make great music material. Really? That's what you're thinking? Like, after finding out Playboy Cardi B is... I've seen these comments, bro. The Playboy Cardi fans, the stands, they're a different breed. It's like, oh, man, this is definitely going to help him when it comes to his music. How the fuck is this going to help him? How? How the hell is this going to help? What is it going to add? Is it a lot more rage? A lot more rage. Is that going to be it? <laughs> and, and this is some of the entertainment segments I'm going to be rolling in here as well as the reviews to keep things a bit diverse, keep things a little bit fresh on this podcast. You know, for I'm not going to, you know, sort of sort of say be a complete news segment where I'm breaking down every little things. But at times, what's going on is, you know, what's going on in this space? We're going to majority of it's music, but what's going on outside of their lives? Of course, I'll sprinkle some highlights in here. It isn't like I'm only going to focus on the negative. I have been doing all the podcasts, but for this, I was just like, oh, no, we speaking about this shit. Most definitely. I've spoken on the yay shit. We're going to speak on this Playboy Cardi bullshit because it's bullshit. Um, From here, briefly want to touch on the fact that Drake has been mentioned and almost included into the XXX murder trial. Now, of course, there's been a disposition, a deposition that was potentially needed and Drake needed to go into court to speak of, get questioned about everything in regards to X's murder. I initially, when Drake was mentioned by the public, uh, public attorney, I was just like, why? <laughs> like, I feel this would do a lot more damage for your career than good as far as being a legitimate lawyer. Like, you're over here trying to, like, bring Drake into this and all you got is, what, Instagram of X saying Drake killed me? 
which granted, I, I guess, you know, hey, that could have been legitimate. But aside from that, not even, ver- did he reference, my fault. I don't know if he uh, referenced verses. I don't believe so. But of course, the people that are referencing his verses, for me, I was just, I knew from the rip, nothing was going to come out of this in regards to Drake, even with the deposition. I was just like, I'm not too familiar with the law, but I'm pretty sure this would have been something that his lawyers were just going to handle because it's like, number one, it's like, we so, so far ahead now from when the murder took place. And it isn't like there's, I don't know, where been legitimate evidence to show any ties to Drake. So the fact things even went the the way that they did, as far as it did, I was surprised. I was entertained. And I'm happy to say I was right with um, this isn't going to go anywhere. So that's just another update as far as, you know, some events who are pertaining to hip hop at the moment. Well, you know, mainly like, not, you know, like an overall strong impact on the culture. But, you know, a little, a little bit of that bullshit talk, a little bit of, yo, what's entertaining? What's here is for the brain cells to be sort of like, uh, I mean, you know, we're slightly entertained, I guess. Slightly. With that, I want to end it off with this beautiful, beautiful quote from Joe Budden. Uh, recently, Joe Budden, the, the internet and the podcasting space has been taken a bit back by Joe Budden's comments. Where he basically says he enjoys seeing podcasts fail. He enjoys it. And, you know, a lot of people were just, I, 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 how, let, me, let me say this better. I don't like to say a lot of people for the sake of a vast majority of the internet people in real life, but there was comments, you know, from, the, from some legitimate podcasters, you know, me being in this space, I, I felt like I, I want to add my two cents into this. But Joe basically saying that he enjoys watching some podcasters fails and to get his exact quotes. Statistics shows that most of y'all are failing. From, 20, from 2018 up until now, podcast creation is down over half, more than half. That's not Joe making this up. Y'all niggas are failing. I like it. As somebody that has dedicated his life to podcasting, and I'm not leaving no time soon, I like when all of y'all jump in the race, bump your head a few times, and run away because it ain't no money in it. I don't feel guilt about it. Take your bum ass somewhere else and figure it out. I'm here. End quote. Now, as far as like what, how this has to do with um, Nori, someone that he interviewed with, has, um, you know, beef with some other podcaster, so on. I'm not here to dabble into that. Just as far as this comment, I'm not going to sit here and say I enjoy watching podcasts fail. But I, I, I'll put it like this. Do you ever like, you know, when a celebrity or athlete enters a space and they say how, how much they want to be in the space. So, for example, let's just say some random celebrity says, oh, man, I would love to do podcasting. I've always been intrigued by it. But you just know deep down, like, you know, to a certain, to a certain level, this celebrity, you know, this man don't give a single fuck about podcasting. Like, you know, when it comes to, for example, podcasting, they don't care one bit. They in it for the bag. Like whenever you're able to tell that and not even for podcasting, let's say someone wants to be a broadcaster somewhere else or they want to dabble into a, a certain field that you know they're there for the cash grab. They give no fucks about anything else. I'm not going to sit here and say, damn, I hope they fail for the sake of now nah, because I could tell you a fate. But if you were to stop doing it because you're not in it for the craft, it's a bit of a I told you so. Like uh, I, I will have that kind of feeling like, I mean, it was to be expected. 
I, I, I wouldn't want to sit here and say, I hope the people that jump into this, I hope other people stop for the sake of, because it's not meant for you. As a matter of fact, I, I, I push people, I push people to be any kind of content creator for the sake of creating, for the sake of creating, potentially building something. And that being something that pushes you forward, whether it's through finances, whether it's that through entertainment or just leaving behind something or just creating in general. I feel for, no, for anybody listening right now in this podcast, if you've, done, if you've been debating doing a podcast, YouTube channel, something in regards to social media. Yo, start it up. It's fun. It's amazing. Yes, there is a lot of negativity. There is a lot of bullshit when it comes to certain people, but I feel overall the creation, the connections, and just the conversations that you can have on these platforms. So the people you can meet, make it worth every single minute. And and to keep it real with y'all, whenever I see people that stop, for me, it's like, damn, why did you stop? Now, I'm not talking about celebrities. I'm not talking like celebrities or rappers. Some of them, when they stop, I'm like, I mean, it's to be expected. Yo, shit. I mean, we got some people that they be having $5 million studio setups. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but they got mill. They got mills in the studio. They got the top of the line. They got top of the line audio engineers and they shit still sounding like ass. Their takes are still trash. All of that stuff. When they fail, I'm like, you see, you tried to, you tried to do a little shortcut. You weren't cut for it. I, but whenever it comes to like, you know, people that aren't established, when I see them building something, especially in this podcasting space or anything like that, and I see them give up. It's like, damn, why did you stop? I'm not going to sit here and lie then say I've been supporting you from the beginning or I see your every move. But I just I love when other people that aren't famous, that aren't, you know, when we all just building it up from the ground. I love seeing that hustle. We, I love it. So I sort of get inspired by it too. Like, yo, we all trying to build something. And when I see it stop because, you know, it's just not, they're not able to keep going for whatever reason. It's like, damn, you know, I just sort of, I wouldn't say I see success 100% in your future, but I just enjoy what you're doing right now. Even if it's not on the level of millions, you're doing it. And if you're doing it, you're doing it, keep on doing it, build that momentum and enjoy it. I'm getting a little hyped here. We're getting a little bit hyped. But as far as Joe, when it comes to his statements, I, could, <laughs> I wasn't even surprised. I'm like, I know Joe is loving this shit, especially uh, initially whenever it came to Spotify and the new deal. They didn't want to pay him as much as Joe Rogan. And they were trying to like underball him to a certain extent. And Joe being a godfather of the podcasting space himself, you know, he got he got a good track record. He got that discography. He got that experience and time to talk that shit. And as much as I'm able to notice like certain corporations or even you know, athlete, rappers, or some kind of high-profile celebrity that jumps in and they ain't really in love with this shit. They just doing it for the money. As much as I enjoy, like, seeing them as successful and as much money as they have to support it, quit. And be like, yeah, yeah, y'all, 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 you, y'all wasn't built like that and you had that whole entire system in place. I know Joe thrives in that shit. That's because he also, you know, as somebody who, him coming up as a rapper, if you, if you're in, if you know, you know, Joe's, beefs and all that and how he is and how he destroys shit to you and we could be pretty destructive in both ways i found it entertaining me myself podcast creation when it aside opinion aside you know it's only natural there was a bit of a podcast boom where everybody even even to a certain extent right now but not like everybody like every corporation's like we need to double down on podcasting every corporation even if there's no podcast experience even if they don't have nobody interesting we need to facilitate something 
All right. We need to facilitate something to have up there because it's the next big thing. It's the next gold mine. So here we are in a recession in what I believe to be still not a saturated market. If you don't have a love for this, a love for the cafe, if you don't, you don't feel like you're in your own world when you're speaking into this microphone, it ain't for you. And that's okay. And that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? I am, you know, when it comes to a lot of these podcasts, failing is unfortunate. If, you know, people losing their jobs, they're losing their way to get their bread and stuff. But hey, like every other profession out there, like any other career path, you gotta stick with it. Like if you're really trying to do something out of this shit, you gotta stick with it. You gotta keep pushing through with it. Because it ain't going to be easy and not even podcasting, whether it's entrepreneurship, which or whether it's the corporate world or most aspects of life. If you want to be at the top, you it's not going to be easy. You got to give it or y'all like I've been what as far as content creation, been doing this since 2016 on <clears throat> Nectar on Instagram. Originally illustrated sounds to rap nectar. When it comes to doing like voiced videos, even before I started the podcast, I was uploading on YouTube. I was uploading on Instagram. And, you know, in looking back at it, it was pretty bad. (laughs) It's pretty bad. But because I didn't stop. Because I haven't stopped creating content, I've been able to reach this point where I could objectively look back on myself and say, God damn, we've been we've been killing it. We've been improving since we first started. I wouldn't be able to speak for damn near. For example, this episode's 30 plus minutes by myself, keeping y'all entertained off the strength of my own voice. I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't start with this shitty microphone, if I didn't start with the iPhone voice, if I didn't start with, you know, barely anything to help with um the audio, the levels, the visuals. Nothing. I started with screenshots and captions and we made it all the way here. And you know what? I'm proud. Right now, I'm proud of where I am in this podcasting stuff. And we're going to transition into, you know, me talking my talk real quick. Whether I'm inspiring you or not, a bit of my journey so far. I love my development. I see the craft running through my veins. Like I see what I'm capable of creating and doing and what I am doing at the level that I am doing it. Now, the financial success isn't here yet. When it comes to podcasting, I have made no money from podcasting. Zero dollars. When it comes to listeners, last year I had 44,000 first year. I wouldn't have even fathomed that. I was getting one or two an episode and then I go through strings of episodes where they got bigger, they got lower, it goes up and down, up and down, moments where I just stopped for a bit, got back at it. And right now, for those of you guys listening, you probably wonder how many I'm getting an episode. I'm probably getting about 20 listens an episode on the average. 20. A year and a half into this shit and I find it monumental. I find it wild. Now, every now and then, like, I know whenever I did just individual reviews, I'll have certain episodes that shit blow, blow up into the 100,000 streams and still getting listens. Like, I know my Bruno Mars, Silk Sonic, Love Train breakdown constantly getting listened to. Niggas love that shit. People love that shit. They, they loving that episode. But where am I going? Where am I going with this? After this sort of long rant financial success with this podcast and stuff, it ain't there yet. Yet. It ain't there yet. I'm not sure how long it's going to take until it reaches a point of 
I'm not going to even show, I'm not even going to stay humble here. I'm not going to say it until I'm making $10 or $20 until I start getting them six figure, six figure moments. I don't know how long it's going to take. But I'm one episode closer than I was last episode. And I just take it episode by episode. And if you listen to my first episode on YouTube and listen to this, you're going to see that growth. You're going to see that development. You're going to see the product I've been able to create. You've been, you're going to be able to hear the experience. And that right there for me, that right there is why I continue to do this. Before the money has even come in like that. Instagram, I'll, 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 get, I'll get some money from Instagram off of Reels. And I usually average 100 if I'm being consistent on there. 100 a month on Instagram, which, you know, that's money. If it starts podcasting financially, shit, we ain't there yet. As far as the views, as far as the listeners, as far as everything that comes with it. But I feel, I feel like I'm, shit, I feel like I'm on shrooms or some shit. I feel high as hell. We on top of the mountain. The eighth wonder of the world. That's it. Vivid Nectar Podcast, episode 268. Back at it. Like a bad habit. We live. We feeling good. Discussing things from one of the worst albums I've heard this year in summer. It's Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. Playboy Cardi peeing a piece of shit at the moment, allegedly. Let me put that in quotes, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. From Joe Budden sort of going on this, that uh, he's happy seeing other podcast creators or like the podcasting space slowing down. To, you know, just sort of talking about my own experience in regards to this. We out here. Catch you guys on the next one.